0: Players podcast stand by. Places please. Hosts and guests. Places please. House lights go. Curtain go. Podcast
1: go. Welcome to Places Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theatre, and this is Season 3, Episode 4, for our our Acting Up production of Forest Paths. This show is the second production in the 2021-2022 Stage Door series. As always, a quick COVID-19 procedure update. Audience members, as of this recording, are still required to wear masks while attending shows. In Act 2 of this episode, we are joined yet again by our most frequent podcast guest, Tyler Rinney, to talk about the show which he is not only directing, but he wrote it as well. Find out if his mind has been blown by wearing so many hats. But first, Act 1. Forest Paths is a series of playfully creepy short stories that take audiences into the woods. No, not that Into the Woods, but Down the Path of Wonders and Dangers. The collection includes 13 different tales, ranging from monologues to longer scenes, mixed with tension, comedy, and some adventure. It is produced by our Acting Up After School program. This program is for students in grades 5 through 8 and has a cast of 17 young performers. The show is written by our associate artistic director, Tyler Rinney, specifically for our after-school program. And this is the sixth show Tyler has written for the program. The show also features original music written by Andrew Barber that underscores the show. This is not only the first time CP has produced the show, but obviously it's the first time anyone anywhere has produced this show. Our production runs approximately 1 hour and 45 minutes, with a 10 minute intermission. The show is rated a 1 on our production rating scale, that means it is for all audiences, or the equivalent of a G-rated movie. Really, there is not much more I can say about this show without just bringing in the playwright himself. So, with no further ado, Act 2. Well... Once again, joining us on the podcast is our most infamous guest. <laughs> I, hey, Tyler Riddy, uh, thank you for joining us uh, to talk about Forest Paths. Of course. Glad to be back once again. Yes. So, this show, you are not only directing the show, but a little birdie from the forest. See what I did there? <laughs> Told me that you wrote it as well. That's right. Uh, so uh, where did the idea for this show come from?
0: Um, yeah, so this is a collection of a bunch of short stories. And actually, I had intended to write a full length kind of creepier story for the Acting Up program, and I was really having trouble with that. Um, It just wasn't coming together, it wasn't kind of congealing, and I said, okay, maybe I just need to get something out of my system, and I'm going to write something short just to kickstart myself. So I wrote a short play, then I wrote another one, then another one, and I said, hey, this is kind of fun, maybe I can find a common theme uh, between all of these stories, and it morphed into Forest Paths instead of this uh, play that I was originally going to write.
1: Yeah, and so so is the play that you were originally going to write uh, lurking in the dark somewhere, maybe? A-
0: absolutely. Um, that is something that it, nothing from that play is included in this one, even though they are kind of thematically similar. So that one will uh, will rear its head someday, I, I think. But uh, it probably won't be the next thing that I work on. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, so uh, tell us a little bit about the show itself. So, you, so it's a collection of uh, short stories. Um, and is are they comedy? Are they scary? Are they...
0: One of the fun things about working on this show was that I was able to touch a, a bunch of different genres and a bunch of different styles as well, uh, that there are some funny moments throughout the, uh, throughout the show. I would say, generally, it's a little more dramatic than funny and a little bit more creepy than scary, I would say. Um, but the show itself, it has... Um, speeches, monologues, it has ghost stories, it has poems. Um, It has fairy tales. It really touches on all these different genres and different styles of uh, not just playwriting, but writing in general.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, So is the show too scary for young audiences or is it family friendly?
0: I personally don't think it's too scary for young audiences. I would say that this one is maybe more geared towards uh, a mid-grade audience, which is what our performers are, which are grades five through eight. So I don't think little kids are going to be terrified of it, but I also think people mid-grade and older will get the most from this show. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, you talked about the the different styles of of stories and things. Has this given the kids an opportunity to do something that maybe they haven't done before? You mentioned like monologues and things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, specifically about the monologues. That's not something that we see touched on with our youth shows very often. Um. So I think uh, the people that have had the opportunity in this show to do that, they've really enjoyed that and they've really excelled at that as well um but also it's given them a chance to do something a little bit more dramatic and a little bit creepier as well we tend to uh do pretty light disney fare or funny comedies uh, or fairy tales um lighter fairy tales so i think this was definitely uh an opportunity for them to do something a little bit different same as uh, for me when i was writing it
1: sure is there a particular story that is inspired by any of your personal nightmares though
0: (laughs) I don't know. It was one of those things that while, not even while I was writing it, but while we've been rehearsing it, that I go, huh, this this is a little more personal than I even thought while I was (laughs) writing it. I don't know about necessarily nightmare things, but definitely feelings and thoughts I've had. There's a a story towards the middle about an adventurer who is just feeling overworked and overwhelmed and is her own worst enemy as far as that goes. And we were rehearsing it and I kind of sat back and went, huh. I think this is a little bit more about me than I thought it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so stay away from creme Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, when you see the show, you'll know you'll get that reference. <laughs> um, so for listeners who may not know, talk about some of the other plays that you've written
0: yes uh so this is the sixth show that i've written for the acting up program uh the last one that i wrote was the last ticket out of thistleberry thicket which is about as different from this show as you could possibly be (laughs) Um, it was a lot more of a kind of quaint little almost slice of life a story about uh, garden creatures um, uh, but yeah the, the past shows that I've written I try to do something different with each one I've written a western a superhero a story a backstage comedy a space adventure and last ticket like I, I mentioned and now a creepy collection so it's I always try to do something completely different with the next one which is why I mentioned earlier the next play you see for me won't be the creepy one that I was trying to work on because I need to do something different after that
1: <laughs> Yeah, cleanse your palate a little exactly, bit exactly definitely and, and you know I was gonna ask you know how this show is different from some of the other ones that you've written but you've kind of already said you know that you do like to write in a variety of styles
0: yeah absolutely and uh, especially with this one that there, like we mentioned there are funny moments but it definitely strays further away from that than my past shows i would call all of the other ones that i've written comedies to at least to an extent Uh Um, but this one i would not classify in that way Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. um so talk about some of the stories uh that that the kids are performing um just give us kind of a little a little taste of of what people can expect um
0: yeah so uh jamie mentioned some of the uh monologues already and of course you're first welcomed into the show uh by a mysterious narrator that kind of tells you what you can expect along the forest path and then you go on to this story about a brother uh and his little annoying little sibling who is trying to earn uh essentially uh badges like you would for the boy scouts and the mysterious creatures that they they have they confront and have to best there. Um, And then we have another monologue uh, uh, performed by Lena Tunick, who documents all of these mysterious and creepy things that she has found along the forest path. And then we have an inept group of vampire hunters uh, that can't uh, get away from each other's throats long enough to uh, actually fight the throat-biting creatures that might be out in the woods. And uh, yeah, we just keep going with other things, some various fairy tales about a troll that is trying to get his bridge back from a, mm-hmm. a very vicious billy goat, and uh, so on and so on. But uh, Jimmy, yeah, that, you... that one
1: has shades of Monty Python. Oh uh, actually, yeah. I really think that when the billy goat is insulting the troll, it's very much your mother smells of hamsters or, or whatever. Yeah, I could really see that. I hadn't, I
0: hadn't put that together. Either, oh my gosh, definitely. yeah, yeah. I
1: think it's I think it's the the accent the kids are using. Yeah really made me uh, think Monty Python. Yeah.
0: And now that we have the bridge prop up there now, too, just how he kind of sits behind the bridge is Uh very reminiscent of the shot of the guard sitting on top of the castle. That's very interesting. (laughs) See all these subconscious things that come through. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but Jamie, you've seen the show a couple times. What are some of the scenes that maybe stand out to you that oh. I haven't mentioned?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Obviously, the the Billy Goat on the bridge has, has made an impression on me. But I also really uh, enjoy the. I think it's the last one of the show where they're in the haunted house. Yeah,
0: the hundred year house.
1: Yeah, that's a and it's a surprisingly uh, complex story actually, um, that you really have to kind of. L- listen to and, and pay attention to follow. Um, uh, and I think the kids do a really nice job of, of exploring the depth of, of those characters. Yeah,
0: that's one of my favorite scenes there, too. I've always wanted to write a haunted house story, and that was a lot of fun for me to uh, to work on uh, not only writing, but on stage with the kids. And like you said, especially the ghosts that they encounter there, um, those kids do a great job playing those those otherworldly creatures and then of course the kids that get trapped in the the house as well do a great job playing that too yeah
1: yeah i also uh uh enjoy watching the uh i think it's the second scene of the second act um where they're camping oh yeah uh and the my friend is not my friend is what it's called um that's a that's a really uh interesting uh take uh just on this I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, uh, but I, I like the way the the kids interact with each other in it. Um and also just visually it looks really cool. I was thinking that last yesterday watching the show. I was like just personally I'm like oh the lighting looks awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but
0: that is something with this show I think visually it works really well across the board as well not only with your lighting Jamie but with the costumes that Gene Spilker did um, that that really carries the characters across too of course we're using one unit set essentially not exactly a unit set Uh, but it's a forest that they're all playing in and we really get those characters across with the performances and the great costumes as well that you see someone come on stage and you go yep that's a billy goat (laughs) Like, you don't question that, Yeah. you know? Or you go, oh, that's a kid playing a 12-year-old kid. Right. Or, oh, that's a kid playing a 100-year-old ghost. You Mm -hmm. know, that Mm -hmm. really comes across, and that was really important for me with this show, that we don't have to explain who everybody is. Right. That you can see it visually and through the performances. Yeah. Because every 10 minutes, you're starting and ending a new story.
1: Yeah. So, comparing the show now, Mm. as we are um, a day away from opening... (laughs) Uh, to what you had initially dreamed up several months ago. Uh, how has the show evolved?
0: Um, In quite a few ways, actually. Um, firstly, there are two or three stories that I wrote and just didn't feel like they quite fit into this collection that nobody's seen that i wrote and does ah oh, no that doesn't quite fit the theme or doesn't quite work with the youth uh, actors and audience so those stay out stayed out so my table of contents has changed a lot even <laughs> uh, from when i first dreamed it up to when uh, we had read through but then of course uh, through rehearsing as well uh being the playwright as well we this show more than any of my past shows i've done more rewriting in um that the show that I mentioned the After the Treasure with the uh, the jaded adventurer, that one got almost a complete rewrite just seeing it's on its feet said, Hmm, this needs more adventure for an adventure story. Sure. Uh, so that got brought into it and the kids have really adapted very well to that uh, and really taken to that. And honestly, it was some of their feedback that said, huh, this, this one's kind of boring. And I said, okay, you know, if you're being honest with me about that, I got to listen to that. But if you're going to tell me something's boring, you got to be prepared to learn a bunch of new lines. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so even things like that with the rewriting and, uh, Also, of course, just interpretations of characters and scenes um, that the kids have had. We had a really nice sit down for about an hour with the cast where we talked about, hey, what do you think this scene means? And it was really interesting for me to hear what they thought Mm. and also for me to say, And to either keep my mouth shut and say, no, I think you need to keep thinking what you're thinking or, oh, we already agree. Or me getting a chance to be like, hey, here's like the one or two things I think this scene was maybe about um, to really talk about those characters and the scenes. And it was really fun for me to not only hear what these actors were thinking, but to see kind of the light bulb click on after I explained the scene a little bit. Sure,
1: sure. Uh, And you did some other things with the cast, too. Uh, You had a movie night with them, right? Yeah, we
0: watched Coraline uh, to kind of get them into uh, a creepy mood. And so, again, if you're a fan of a movie like Coraline or even something like Hocus Pocus or Paranorman, um, if you read the Goosebump books, uh, things like that, I would definitely um, correlate (laughs) Coraline, correlate uh, with, uh, with this
1: show. Um, where did the title Forest Paths come from? That's a I know it's a terrible question to ask authors. Like, where did you get your title from?
0: Yeah, uh, but actually, funnily enough, one of the things that I usually start with when I'm writing a play is for some reason t- a title pops into my head. Uh, a really... Simple concept and a title pops in. And this one went back and forth between the forest path, forest paths, blah, blah, blah. But really, forest paths are sometimes literally in this story and sometimes figuratively. That you see them walking down a forest path sometimes or sometimes they're just traveling down this forest path where they have to make a decision or they have to go on a journey so i think it was something that really related across the stories and i was able to not only start with that title to be like how am i going to factor this in but also find those things as i was writing
1: Mm -hmm. is there one thing you want audiences to say when or if (laughs) they walk away from the show uh what, what 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 would that be
0: I hope that they enjoy the creativity of this piece. And that isn't just me saying, oh, I hope they realize how creative I was. When yeah. I was writing it. That's not it. That's partially it, I yeah. should say. Uh, but also just the um, all the work that the kids have put into the show and the production team has put into the show just to say, hey, here's what we can accomplish with youth theater. Not just with the playwriting, but with the design, the acting the overall production quality that I hope you can say, oh, that was really creative and it gave me something to think about. That's Mm -hmm. not usually something that we talk about when we um, come to youth theaters, like, oh, that was fun. And I I enjoyed that and I'm gonna think about it, but I want people to leave and say, hmm, what was that story about? Oh, that left me thinking about something.
1: That is a really interesting point you make there that uh, oftentimes shows uh, for young performers really are, for lack of a better term, more superficial and they are comedy, pretty black and white kind of yeah. things. And this show does give those the students in our program the opportunity to do something that has some more shades of gray to it, is a little more serious, um, and uh, forces them to stretch their acting muscles a little bit more, maybe, yeah. than they would otherwise.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely been a joy and a challenge with this show. That, honestly, for the past couple of weeks, I don't know if I've worked a youth show especially harder than this one. That we, uh, not just me, of course, but the kids, too, have really been busting their butts to get this show where it needs to be. And I I really appreciate
1: all the work that's been put into this show from everybody. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off from this episode?
0: No, I just I'm really excited uh, for this show. It's it's different than what we've done before, and I hope people will uh, will give it a chance.
1: Okay. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us. Now uh, get back to work. we Will do. All right. It's time for The Curtain Call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theatre in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Forest Paths runs for one weekend, November 12th through the 14th. Tickets are available by calling the box office or visiting our website. Up next on the CP Stage in December is our holiday production of Elf the Musical. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places Please, and we'll see you at the theatre.
0: Curtain in? house lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes.